You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast. Learn how to create your own reality, live your calling, and find inner peace. We cover self-care, wandering, and manifesting. Welcome. I'm your host, Katie J. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode four, season two of the Wanderwell Podcast. It's Katie J, your host, and today you're going to hear from Rachel Yancey, who just finished up 12 months with Remote Year. You're going to hear more about Remote Year. If you haven't already heard from them on Instagram or Facebook, they advertise pretty hard to those who like to travel and who are interested in being digital nomads and all that good stuff. I interviewed Rachel for season one back in 2017, but the trouble with running an interview-based podcast is that sometimes the sound quality doesn't come out so great on either my end or on the side of the interviewee. I struggled with this a lot in the beginning because I want to control everything. I want everything to sound perfect, whether you are playing Wonderworld podcasts in your car or on your headphones during your lunch break. But alas, we cannot control everything. And the second interview, while there's still background noise, I think it really gives you an authentic view into the experience of a wanderer. Rachel is an actual wander woman. She has been to 12 different countries within the last 12 months, and sometimes it's hard to find a quiet space or good internet. So instead of fretting over imperfect audio, I've decided to roll with it. The goal here is to give you an authentic view into the lives of these women. Sometimes those lives include background noise, poor internet connections, and do-overs. Here's my second interview with Rachel Yancey. Today on the phone, we have Rachel Yancey, who is a digital nomad video editor currently in Mexico City, Mexico, in month 12 of 12 of a remote year program. Rachel, can you tell us a little bit more about this program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Remote Year is a travel company of sorts where people can bring their own remote jobs and then they facilitate Uh, flights, housing, and co-working spaces um, in every city where they are based. Uh, Typically, uh, programs are 12 months long, and you do one city a month for 12 months. Um, My particular program was Remote Your Earhart, and we did three months in Europe, three months in Southeast Asia, and six in Latin America. So right now, just rounding out that 12th month. That's incredible. And what are your plans when you're done with remote year? So I want to keep traveling for sure. Um, Right now, the idea is to go home to Iowa uh, for at least a bit and get recentered. What I've realized from traveling this much, um, not just once a month to a new place, but everywhere we go, we typically have a whole bunch of travels within that month as well. And um, it's just, it's exhausting. So I feel like I need just a month of pure sleep um, (laughs) before I can sort of go off and figure out what that next adventure is. When you're in the remote year program, you aren't provided with a job or income stream. This is a BYOJ, bring your own job kind of situation. And not all jobs can be remote. So I wanted to know how Rachel pays the bills when she's wandering. So I am a video editor and producer, but while I've gone on 
remote year, it's a little bit more difficult for me to produce some of the projects, but I work for a company back home, a small marketing firm. They will send me footage over the internet, the magical internet. I mostly edit like testimonial videos, product videos, stuff like that. And then on the side, they reduced my hours so that I could work on my own projects. And so on the side, I'm trying to do some travel videos and um, other collaborations with remote year people um, who are also bringing their jobs and getting a little bit of work that way. And so what program are you guys using to send send files that big back and forth? That's something I've had an issue with working remotely as well. Yeah, so they set up a, um, a proprietary FTP file server, oh, but... Okay. Um, We've used Dropbox, WeTransfer, uh, WeTransfer for small files, but yeah, Dropbox, Amazon Drive, a little bit of a mix of everything. Gotcha. Okay. I've never heard, I didn't realize yeah. Amazon had a, had a cloud-based drive as well. I probably should have, but <laughs> they have everything. Yeah, it's very similar to Google Drive. Yeah. Do you ever wonder what your calling is? Why you're here? What's the purpose? What's your purpose? We often think our purpose is this big, scary thing that we may never figure out. But I'm here to tell you that it's really just a matter of figuring out what brings you joy, what lights you up inside, what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning, and then using that thing to provide value to others, to improve the lives of others. I like to ask the women I interview about their calling so that you can see that it can be as simple as healing the world through nature, which is mine. Here's Rachel to share hers. I realized the thing that I want to do the most is tell stories and share other people's experiences, which is why traveling around the world has been um, so amazing and getting to talk to so many different people um, and then share every one of those experiences with um my friends and family back home. So yeah, pretty much I, I think I'm a storyteller and that's what I was meant to do here. Gone are the days where our understanding of the human condition is limited to the study of those in our immediate vicinity. We are now able to utilize Eastern thought, ancient medicine, and holistic approaches to battling disease. Information is at our fingertips and we are limitless because of it. Rachel said that her horizons were expanded through her travels because she was able to see what makes people happy in different parts of the world. You know, you can think when you go back home, you have your home problems, and then when you're out in the world, suddenly those home problems don't seem as big anymore. Rachel said one of her biggest obstacles to getting to where she is today is time management. Sometimes it can get overwhelming trying to squeeze in all of the things she wants to do. And this is coming from a girl who has been to 12 countries within the last 12 months. From the outside in, it appears she's getting to do everything she might want to do. But don't let the outside fool you folks. Many of us have cauldrons of dreams where we are stirring and mixing and manifesting multiple things at once. It's not uncommon to feel overwhelmed. That's why we practice self-care, so that we aren't overdoing it or over-investing ourselves. Rachel is a self-proclaimed introvert, so I asked her how she practices self-care and wellness. For me, is that even though I'm in this group and it's amazing to have all these resources around me, is to make sure that I do have my own downtime, my own recentering time, 
I started taking yoga classes for a bit and that was really wonderful. But you really do have to schedule in healthcare, whether that's exercise, whether that's just time alone, eating right. It all of it is really incredibly important. Rachel also said that having an exercise buddy or accountability partner works best for her so that she can keep her wellness practices consistent. It is really, really hard to hold ourselves accountable. We all know which exercises to do and what foods to eat so that we get a strong core or chaturanga ready arms, but actually getting yourself to do it, getting up off your butt, out of bed, off the couch, standing up and saying, I'm going to do this right now, that's an entirely different beast. People pay thousands of dollars to trainers and health coaches so that someone will tell them what to do. It seems strange, but actually the child inside of us, inside of all of us, really still needs guidance, regardless of how much free information is floating around out there on the internet. Because Rachel has been to so many different places within the last 12 months, I was curious where she thinks other Wander women absolutely need to visit. And it's your lucky day because she shared not one, not two, not three, but four of her favorite places. Here's Rachel. When I went to Budapest, that was for sure one of my favorite places in Europe. And and I think what's really nice about it is it's definitely got old world charm, but it's still kind of an up and coming city after the wars in the area getting out from under Soviet rule. So they're still they're very proud people, but they're still like coming into their own. And so what's nice about it is, yeah, you have that old world charm. But then you have all the amenities of people who are just vibrant and really trying to make a name for themselves. So Budapest is a great place. Very safe, wonderful European city. They've got the the thermal baths that everyone should check out. Good wine culture, good nightlife culture, and the food is pretty good there too. So definitely check out Budapest. Then in Southeast Asia, um, all of Thailand is really great. They're just like a friendly people. We stayed in Chiang Mai, which has a really excellent expat group there. So uh, Chiang Mai is a great west meets east sort of mingling. Um, But then if you go down to the beaches or island hop around Thailand, the locals are super incredibly friendly and yeah they just have a really great tourist culture but also uh, do a good job of keeping their own culture while they're there and then honestly in South America or Latin America I think Peru is a great place for people who are uh, really into adventure there's so many exciting activities to do here but Mexico City might be winning my heart as far as Latin American places to be. Uh, The city is just very vibrant, lots of parks, which I did not anticipate. Obviously great food if you stay away from the street tacos. And yeah, everything about Mexico City that I've seen so far, I've been really impressed with. Um, I haven't felt unsafe at any point in time, which I know a lot of people worry about. Um, That's sort of the narrative we hear up in the United States, that Mexico's not a great place to be safety-wise, but I have 
yet to feel unsafe here. I appreciate you sharing that because, you know, I'm, I'm from Texas and I'm in Texas. And so when people go to Mexico, they're going to Cabo and the beaches, you know, the, the, yep. the big touristy beaches. No one's really making plans to go to Mexico City unless they have family there. And it's so important to share the narratives of people who are traveling to places that are a little bit off the traditional path because I'm sure there are bad things that happen there. There are bad things that happen here in Austin. You know, it's just, right. there are bad, as my dad would say, there are bad people everywhere. But you, you just be mindful and be safe and walk, be with friends and keep your intuition and your eyes open and you should be fine, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like you, like in high school and in college, my family vacationed in Mexico a couple of times and it was always to a coast and it was always to a beach and those places are lovely. I love them, don't get me wrong, but they're also not Mexico proper. (laughs) Yeah, you know? So being in Mexico City really opened up my eyes and then getting to go to some of the places around it um, and you can feel the culture a little bit more. And yeah, it's just been really nice and very eye-opening and I'm definitely glad we, we came here. Rachel shared a bit of advice to all women on how she thinks you can wander well. One of the biggest things for me this past year has been kind of that old saying where leave a place uh, better than you found it. And so we've done a little bit of positive impact everywhere we've gone. But also as because I am still sort of a tourist, even though I live in these cities for a month at a time, it's not to overimpose myself and my will everywhere that I'm going. So it's important to make sure that you learn the culture, take in some of those customs. Um, no, people shouldn't bend to your will. You should try and mix with the locals. And I think so as far as wandering well, it's being a good um, citizen of the world and making sure that, yeah, just that you leave a place better than how you found it and not overimpose yourself. You heard the woman. We don't travel so that we can tell other people how to live their lives or compare how they live to how we live. We're just there to learn, to be present and to engage with people of new cultures, new religions, new thought processes. That's it for today on Wanderwell Podcast. You can follow me at Katie J Today. That's K-A-T-I-E-J today on Instagram. I look forward to connecting with you and I hope you have a fantastic week. Bye y'all. Music for this episode can be found on soundstripe.com.